0: Welcome back to His Light and Life. We're going to continue on talking about the kingdom of God. And I want to start off reading a verse. It's in Matthew. Matthew 13, 11. It says, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. The disciples, they'd come to Jesus afterwards, and he'd been sharing, Jesus had been sharing the truths of the kingdom, and they had asked him, you know, why do you, why do you share these things in parables? And and that was his response because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them, it is not given. They would hear it as a mystery. They would just hear it as a, well, there would be no revelation to it because they hadn't been called because they had not been elected. They, they wouldn't hear it. Um, and, but today I want to move forward a little bit. Further, and I want to talk about. I want to back up a quick, a quick second, and where we mentioned about God's fingerprints on the kingdom. His fingerprints on everything that He created. In in other words, just like an artist puts his desire, or musician, or whatever the case is, they put their stamp on the music. They put their style. Somebody could listen and say, "Oh yeah, that I I, I hear I hear a lot of this in there, and I hear some of that in there." They can hear the styles of maybe influenced by different musicians that's in that music. Because that's how it is. You know, if you've ever seen, um, you know, you ever walk down a public school hallway and you're going to see, you know, paintings. Maybe they've, a teacher's put all the classes, paintings up on the walls on both sides and you're walking down and, and the diversity of those pictures is incredible. You have pictures some of them are neat, some of them are messy, some of them are colorful, some of them are you know all in one color the, the, the they vary and they vary based upon the idea the intention, the skill level of the person who painted them you You could never get thirty children in a classroom to all paint something, and they had all look the same and that that's just a simple illustration that shows how the originator or the creator or the artist, their impressions and their ideas and their style, is going to be contained in the thing that which they paint or create. So we're talking about the kingdom of God now. So I want to, I want you to think about God creating. An entire universe an entire cosmos and in that cosmos a planet that's going to uh, be it's going to have man that's going to dwell on it so the temperatures going to be right all of these things are going to be right as far as meeting the needs the basic needs and survival needs of the inhabitants the food the vegetation whatever the case but God is not he didn't purely he didn't like put together like an aquarium where you you know you create this aquarium and it's a perfect environment for fish God wove into it moral and ethical his very nature when we talk about the kingdom of heaven is righteousness peace and joy you look at the garden the first thing that happened Adam eats from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil his relationship with God is Gone. So righteousness, all of a sudden, cleaved. There's this distinct chasm that's been put between God and His Creator. He hid Himself because He was He was afraid. So you see, this righteousness, that connectedness of righteousness, is broken. Peace, Adam, they they they, they had fear and shame, and their joy was gone. So, though Adam was walking in righteousness, peace, and joy when he was originally in the garden before he committed his treason, he wasn't aware of that. He didn't know that. See, while Adam walked in harmony with God, he was actually in a totalitarian environment and that simply it has a bad word i mentioned it it has a bad connotation i mentioned that last time and in the aspects of what we're going to be talking about do not think about it as totalitarian regimes or governments etc that you have known on this earth that is not the, that is a perversion of the concept God's kingdom is totalitarian in the sense that you have one God, one ruler, one distinctiveness, one standard, one righteousness, one level of holiness. Everything about it is governed by him. It says he's upholding all things by the word of his power. That's a totalitarian system. And the reality is, it is the only safety That you can ever have. We can go confidently into eternity. Because of the standard. That God has demonstrated for us now. My goodness gracious. (laughs) I mean what if we didn't have the standard. Of him offering his son. To die as a substitutionary sacrifice for him. The innocent lamb of God. Who shed his blood. That we might be saved. And we didn't have that example. If Christ hadn't been as Paul says. To the Galatians placard. Placard in front of us, like a billboard on the cross, how do you know he wouldn't change his mind down the road? How do you know that? You know, you get to heaven, it's great for the first thousand years, or two thousand years, or five thousand years. How do you know he wouldn't change his mind at some point? We know he won't change his mind at some point, because the totalitarian system that he runs, the kingdom of God, has been proven... And he took that which had no righteousness, no peace and joy, and brought us into that relationship. Redeemed us, restored us, repaired us, replaced us, retranslated us. Made, made every single requirement paid in full by his death on the cross. We know that he won't change. We know that that's who he is. We know that his nature is Hasid unconditional unwarranted undeserved tender-hearted, loving kindness towards his enemy because we were his enemies and in that demonstration of Christ in that demonstration of his honoring his father on the cross we know the king of the kingdom can be trusted for all of eternity to the degree that he became one with us You have to draw that deep connection that yeah you're going to heaven but first heaven had to come here you're going to walk in streets of gold but him who created the st- he who created the streets of gold walked in the dirt for you we look forward to leaving the darkness and going to the light he left the light and came to a world of darkness and suffered for you What's a communication of the father God for you relayed the truths to you, gave of himself freely for you. Okay. So that's important. When we go forward, we look at that and always remember, never get over, never settle down, never, never cool down. Keep the cross ever in the forefront of your mind. Right? The cross plus nothing is your victory. Your victory begins there. Your victory is sustained there. Your victory shall always be there. Jesus on the cross is your victory. Okay? You want to grieve the Holy Spirit? Here's the fastest way. Have one thought, even any thought, have any idea, have any practice, have anything in your life that you think that when you're doing that thing, God is somehow more pleased with you than he was before you did it. Do anything like that at all and you'll grieve the Holy Spirit. Because what you're saying at that moment, whether you know it or not, most people don't, is you're saying that you can contribute one molecule to the finished work of Jesus on the cross. And you cannot the victorious, Christian, the victorious Christian is the Christian who has ceased from his own labor and has rested in the victory that Jesus has won for them. Their continuous response, the continuous meditation of the heart of a victorious Christian is thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And they don't put their hand to that plow. They don't put up a fence law. They don't trust in anything to keep them from evil except the cross, the victory that Jesus has won for them. He is your total victory. Okay? But back... So, continuing on with the kingdom of God, when God created this realm, he wove into it every aspect of it. So his intention as the creator, as the as the Lord of it, contained everything. So if you were going to walk in harmony with that light, see, the kingdom of heaven, it's the kingdom of light. We've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. God's dear son, light. And the realm of light affects every single aspect of the kingdom of light. Just the same way that light in a room affects every aspect of that room. You turn the light out, there's darkness. And it wasn't just like you were in darkness and God turned on the light inside of you and all of a sudden, oh, I believe in God, I believe in this, oh, the Bible's real. It's not just. It's not that. We're talking about a legal authority. We're talking about an actual transfer that took place. We're talking about you going from A to B. We're talking about a journey that you went on, whether you realized it or not. And that journey is simply this. Who you were, what you were, what you represented, your connection to, your relationship to the kingdom of darkness was killed, crucified on the cross with Jesus Christ. End of story. End of you. And then he was raised from the dead, the Father God having predestinated unto him an inheritance. Of people of an elect people and now the entrance of those people into that kingdom was possible made possible completely and totally by him sustained for all eternity completely and totally by him paid for completely and totally by him an inheritance for completely and totally him this whole thing is about Jesus it's amazing to look around the realm of Christianity today and the most, the most unfortunate thing you see very, very quickly is how the whole thing is about us. The whole thing is about us. I hate to break it to you, brothers and sisters, but this whole thing is about Jesus. All things were created by him and all things were created for him. We don't meet a need that he had. We don't fulfill him in any way. We don't contribute to who he was. You can't add to perfection. You can't add to eternity. You can't add to deity. You can't add to the fullness of all. By adding one single drop, God can't be added to. He can't be taken away from. He, we added nothing to him, and we've, and he's diminished. Not he's not diminished by, the, the sharing of his love. And when the church gets back, I remember years ago, one of the books I can't remember the book specifically, but I remember the, I remember this. I remember I may have actually heard a preacher say this. Um, they were talking to D.L. Moody. You know how come you know the incredible success that D.L. Moody had, the Moody Shanky re- revivals in England, and incredible, absolutely incredible. In pre in the day before television, the day before microphones, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, just incredible. And Moody said, you know, his response to the successes is, I do everything and I've learned that every single evangelistic crusade, every single revival meeting is to be done and performed and continued by and for the glory of Jesus Christ. Full stop. When the church gets back to start when when the church <laughs> moves away from meeting the people, the needs of the people in the congregation and starts preaching the complete and total their complete and total supply and needs met by the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ the church will look very very different in a very very short period of time that maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll have a podcast completely on that much of it is just absolutely embarrassing I remember, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to chase that. So back to this. So God creates this creation in this realm and he weaves into it, his nature. He weaves into it, his standards. He weaves into it, his morality. You have to understand something that Adam was going to, was Adam was going to be the steward of the earth on God's behalf, behalf. So that means that Adam was going to be an ambassador. And an ambassador, as we, 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 we shared in another podcast, an ambassador does not in, does not enforce their own will on something. An ambassador doesn't speak for themselves. An ambassador doesn't act on their own behalf. An ambassador speaks for and acts for The one who sent him. The government that sent him. And the government that had sent Adam to the earth. Formed him in the dust of the ground. Gave him the breath of life. He became a living soul. To be his ambassador in the earth. Was the king of kings and the lord of lords. That's who that was. So Adam was to be the ambassador of God on the earth. Well, I said that to say this, obviously into that ambassador, into that creation that God had made, he would have woven his character. When it says that God made man in his own image and after his own likeness, it doesn't mean that he looked like him. It's not like you, you do a self-portrait and the uh, you, someone paints your portrait and then... You, well, yeah, there's a, that's a real likeness there. That's not what he did. Adam had in the seed form, in a seed form, the character, the nature, the intentions, ethical standards, morality, etc. of God. Now it was in the seed form and it would have developed, it would have culminated with him eating from the tree of life. But in that stewardship phase, he failed and ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, fell, and guess what he fell out of? He was cut off from. Guess what he was cut off from in the context of what this podcast, this talk is? He was cut off from the kingdom of God. And he was limited to self-reliance the two only tools at his disposal were the knowledge of good and evil, and he limited to self-reliance in the kingdom of darkness. The realm of the law, sin, and death. Chances, chances of success? Zero. Chances of righteous walking in God's righteousness? Zero. His peace? Zero. His joy? Zero. Man started killing each other with clubs. started filling graveyards. Stealing from each other life, everything we know that took place. Because the break was there. So God now has Adam, instead of being under the totalitarian rulership of the kingdom of God, righteousness, peace, and joy, he's now under the totalitarian rulership of evil. Evil within him, evil around him, and evil over him. Unable to walk in the harmony of God. Unable to walk with God. You know, it says of Enoch, it says, And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. God spoke revelation knowledge to Enoch. God visited. Enoch would have known the way to approach God. Enoch would have known the way to approach God. That was demonstrated first by Abel. Enoch knew that he, who he was. Enoch knew that he was separate from God. Enoch knew that he was fallen. And Enoch would have brought to the eastern gate of that garden an offering over and over and over. And I picture Enoch bringing an offering, backing up four or five feet, laying on his face in the ground... thanking God there was any method of approach to him at all. And over time, they developed a rapport. Over time, they developed a relationship. Over time, Enoch and God, God could be around Enoch and be with God because the appeasement of the sacrifice was there. And he was the first friend of God and God took him. We're going to get into the pre Christ revelations of Christ that David had, that Samuel had, that Moses had. And then when you go back to Enoch, you're going to realize Enoch had to have had it too because there's only one way, there's only one method of salvation, and that's the death of God, the death of God's Son for us, a substitutionary action. In the blood of bulls and goats and calves, there is no salvation. They covered over sin. So Enoch must have seen beyond that. Like David saw beyond that. Like Moses saw beyond that. We're going to get into that in another podcast. But we're going to keep this one. On the kingdom of God. And how we can walk and interact with that kingdom. If we understand a few things. I want to thank you for joining me today on His Light and Life. We've been discussing the kingdom of God. One of my favorite subjects. So, um, I don't know how many of these it's going to take to get through it. Um, this, is, this is bedrock. <laughs> I mean, this is bedrock Christianity. It's the foundation <laughs> of everything. This kingdom predated us <laughs> by an eternity. Uh, and it will take us an eternity to fully understand the realm and the range of the glory of God and the kingdom that he's the king of. Thank you for listening to His Light and Life. Do you have questions or want to speak with Mark? Please reach out using the email in the description. We'll see you next time on His Light and Life.